0: I imagine walking down the center aisle with Haley Muth at Lincoln Center to see the New York City Ballet. We're late, of course, but Haley's laughter and hushed excuse me's as we make our way across the front row disarm even the toughest New Yorkers. Just as we take our seats, the concert hall goes quiet. Jared Angle, one of the world's greatest ballet dancers, drifts across the stage, mesmerizing us with his silky mastery. And then, without warning, he performs a scintillating and impossible Grand Jeté that catches the collective breath of every audience member. Everyone except Haley, who roars, Yeah! Like she's at a Knicks game. Haley at the ballet has begun. I can't imagine walking with Haley into Instagram's corporate headquarters in New York, where she works as a product manager. There in the open office concept with foliage climbing up the walls and glowing neon art, I see a contrast in so many ways to this talented dancer from Boulder, Colorado, who once worked every part of her body to master her craft and now sits in rooms collaborating to create Instagram's latest product. Haley has managed to thrive in both contexts by recognizing different parts of her identity, that of a dancer, a creative thinker, and someone who joyfully adapts. It's all part of what she calls the Venn diagram within herself. On the ampersand, we call this bringing together of the impossible, the alchemy of anding. Together, we'll hear stories of humans who imagine and create by colliding their interests. Rather than thinking of and as a simple conjunction in that conjunction-junction kind of way, we will hear stories of people who see and as a verb, a way to speak the beautiful when you intentionally let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. As St. Mary Oliver asks, what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? Oh, I love this question. When I'm mothering, creating, and collaborating, it reminds me to replace a singular idea of what I think I should become with a full sensory verb about experiencing. I'm Erica Randall, and this is Haley Muth on The Ampersand.
1: that's so interesting I think the funny way that it resonates with me has to do with what I was just saying about how it's a Venn diagram for me I'm like professional woman but also a dancer and it overlaps in some funny ways like if I'm stretching on a zoom call and I can't hide it but I have been so pulled into the professional woman circle for especially the past four or five years that anding i'm like poisoned by the corporate talk i'm like why erica you mean work-life balance no no you mean-
0: <laughs> <laughs> no no there is no work- work-life work balance this is a fable a myth sold to us <laughs> i want to know about I anding know. <laughs> yeah exactly but that's the
1: thing is like it's not i it's like my whole life i try to keep it in balance so that's kind of how it sits with me you know it's like i um It's very important to me that I have my dance time every week, as physically painful as it is becoming. And I have to, like, really keep that boundary and call it work-life balance to the corporate people.
0: Part of what's interesting to me is how you can live in corporate and be incorporated in your body. So this corporal word that sits in both of those words is super weird. And I want to hear how you how do you navigate that?
1: I have to keep a... Aligned. Some of it is a bit performative in the corporate world because I'll just say, like, I have a conflict and like, actually, I'm just hopping out to ballet class or I just took a, a beginning tap class um for six weeks so I had to leave I had to leave early every Friday <laughs> and so it's like it from the outside it doesn't look like ending. it's like actually over there with the corporate people it breaks their brains a little bit and they're like work life balance yes okay block your calendar and then you go do your other life stuff but for me it's like so who I am and I cannot I cannot separate it and like the creativity that I learned in school helps so much every single day. And it's not like everybody learns critical thinking in college, but I think we got to learn critical creative thinking. Yes. That to me is like ending, yes. you know, hundred percent. And that it's like that kind of thinking I can bring into corporate world quite a bit.
0: And I would think they want that, right? When you're, yeah. imagining new product when you are trying to be ahead of the next, next. Okay. Improvisational thinking in the body, you don't even know what you're about to do while you're doing it. And that's kind of where your brain slash the boundaries have to get pushed out to. And so I would think it would be a natural for for a dancer to be in the work that you're doing in some ways, but I also hear you in the way that it is seen as other in your world.
1: Yeah, yeah but they don't realize like, I, I can't even remember if I heard this from you or someone else. It might've even been like Amy Kenny at Boulder Bodywear who I worked. At, was it called Boulder Bodywear? Yeah. yeah. I worked for, her for four years and she was like, always hire a dancer. I agree. Always hire a dancer. You are thinking ahead. You're creative. You're dedicated. You're a hard worker. You take feedback. Like dancers are superhumans. Margaret Graham, athletes of God, but also... you know like intellects of god too i swear um yeah i agree i think it's like they don't know what they're getting when they hire a dancer i don't work with anyone else who has any kind of creative background they come from business mbas um computer science etc and I think they get a little uncomfortable in like the uncertainty and the riffing.
0: Because you know, did you have that confidence when you went into tech worlds? Did you have that dancer confidence? Did you have all that named and all that knowing about anding in your body when you started moving into these kind of corporate systems?
1: Oh, man. No. I mean, my life has been really weird. I don't think that I've been decisive or intentional or in charge until very recently um because it was a lot of reaction and survival and let's just left turn out of necessity <laughs> like we got to go figure out something else so i think it took me a long time and i wouldn't say that imposter syndrome ever plagued me in the early days now it certainly does but in the early days it was more like i was an explorer in a new world and What do we do here? What are the rules? How can I? Who am I? You want me to work for you? Okay, what do you want me to do? Yeah, I'll do that. Like I said, hire dancers because they're like, yeah, I'll do it.
0: Even though others don't come from the arts necessarily, do you see (laughs) anding at play when there's something that's working?
1: Mm, You know, it's so funny. That's like fully what product management is actually. Product management is about the intersection of design, data, and engineering. You cannot do one without the other. But what's fun is like, I come from none of those worlds. So I'm like, hello, let me add another little circle. So already the ending magic is happening, and that is probably why I ended up actually really liking this career path. I mean, we can talk about that more later because uh, is there an existential crisis underneath it? Absolutely. But I just saw that it's like kind, it's kind of like a making a soup and there's just all of these ingredients flying around in it and throwing in another type of brain doesn't hurt at all. It helps. We should have more diversity of thought. Absolutely.
0: Yes, testify to that. I think that's what the the goal of Our world here in this podcast bubble is to spark folks to say, hey, I I, I and I'm into that. I'm into this and that. Oh, wait, I'm into this, that and the other thing. And that that creates new ideas that maybe I don't know, that just weren't valued or that weren't seen as of value inside of oneself. So it's like secretly a self-help podcast because it's like a way to help folks get through this existential crisis, whether it means falling more in love with what they're doing or changing lanes to something else because you can and your way into that. And that's what I see in you is you came to New York as a dancer and then you say there wasn't a lot of intentionality, but you always, it seems said yes. And then you always yeah. kicked ass and kept anding or I see a gesture of maybe didn't always kick ass, maybe failed, maybe, maybe did some failing. Did we learn from the failing? Like what were some and failures?
1: Woo-hoo, did we ever learn? From failing? <laughs> yeah. I think it's way more complex when you zoom in, but zoomed out, my identity journey was like I I was only a dancer and then I only worked in tech and now I'm finding balance. But the reason I think that the balance is coming to me now later in life is because it was all, all of the things were already in there. So I think being comfortable with being more than one thing is a very new revelation to me. A big turning point for me, actually, I think was um, after the the skirt, the lane change and the, oh, my God, I need a job and in health insurance because I just tore every ligament and tendon in my ankle. I abstained from going to shows. I was like, I because obviously depression, I was just destroyed and I was had been a depressed person my entire life anyways. So put that type of adversity on top of your dream and your perceived single identity and you're just destroyed. So I was like, I cannot even go to a show. I won't, I won't do it. And I would go maybe to like some downtown stuff and I'd be like, oh, I know all these people. I was at that audition. I didn't get it. She didn't deserve it. And it was toxic energy leaking out of my pores. So I was like, can't, won't. Mm-mm, need a break so then I that's when I shifted to quote unquote one identity I'm just gonna go work in tech sure it's like cute that I was a dancer or whatever worked at ClassPass. the founder was a dancer there were some of my roots still there got a free unlimited membership loved that did I go bodies every single day yes <laughs> so some of it was still there started taking hip-hop classes with my co-workers and they're like you're really good I'm like yeah all right let's not talk about it
0: <laughs> wow you really buried that
1: buried buried it yeah even
0: buried though it, it could have even though it could have or did it still help you at work and help you ascend
1: my you know what I didn't know it but absolutely. Dancing to me is problem solving. How do I get from point A in space to point B in space in given amount of time? And we have powerhouse problem solving brains. So I really, really tamped it down because I was hurt and I was a, I felt like a traitor. It was the dancer who left dance for a desk job. The worst thing you could possibly do. But I started to heal because honestly, again, like given my life and what I had been through, there were certain things that I really needed, like a stable paycheck changed my life. Absolutely changed
0: my life. Yeah, that's Um, not selling out, eating and having insurance. I think that's a challenge (laughs) for artists.
1: I was going to say, you know what else? Health health insurance. That was game changer. Um, Also, like letting loose a little bit. Oh, I don't have to get up for dance class in the morning. So I'm going to go out drink a lot, go dancing quite often. Yeah, totally. And I think I started to like actually heal a little bit by like busting myself open a bit. And then I really started to heal and the dancer circle came back out of the fog when i ha- i met a- another person at classpass who was just like a die hard ballet fan like had been a had been a dancer when she was a teenager and she was just like let's let's go see swan lake New York City Ballet, Sarah Mearns is dancing. I'm obsessed with her to this day. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. We went, we treated it like it was our sports team. We like shouted when Tyler Peck did this incredible triple down to the knee, because we, we were in orchestra too. We were like, yes. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I can't even tell you how much she and that performance and all of that just healed me. And then I realized it's really gonna make you laugh just like a ballerina at heart, you know, that's just, I know. I'm sorry, I I
0: know, I know. You, you can take that's you out of Boulder like- and put you back in New York, but you can't take the ballet out of the girl.
1: Cannot, you cannot. So I just became like super duper New York City ballet, diehard fan. I know to the, still, I mean, this was probably what, five, six years ago? Now, like, I'm a member. I am a subscriber, all of that. I know them like my sports team and everything. And that healed me and brought the dancer self back into my life so much. And it was just, it was time that it needed. I mean, you're right. It was always all in there. But I think there's no coincidence that when dancer self came back into my life, my career, my other part started to take off. It was like, power up, okay, authentic yes. self, form, assemble.
0: <laughs> yeah. oh, I love that, Haley. And so this is what's so incredible, right? When you're studying dance as an undergrad, and, and then you move to the big bad, and you're going to take it over, and you're going to just eat that apple and, <laughs> and just get it all, and that it doesn't go exactly, and then it goes worse than not exactly, mm. and then it returns from the fog, mm-hmm. and then... It's there for you, right? And you're there for it. And then now you have this capacity that is limitless. And that is in this, like, just this space of what's possible. So what do you see is possible for Haley? How do you see yourself anding into the future? What do you you think?
1: Yeah. God, such a good question. My theme for this year is absolutely think big, expand yourself, and, 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 what else, what else, what else? Push the boundaries and I think um, it was probably earlier this year I started calling myself a creative person for the first time yeah your jaw just dropped I know probably for the first time ever or at least since college yeah okay, at least
0: since I was your teacher she
1: I mean says, maybe but I, <laughs> yeah was the with I the mean, Dean
0: Pashmina <laughs>
1: maybe but I don't really remember myself like as a Cool. I don't know. Maybe it's just like I didn't use that label something, but that never. And certainly as a teenager, when I was in the like ballet f- episode, se- episode one, season one of like, OK, I'm a ballerina. That to me is like technical.
0: Yeah, you were a technician.
1: Problem solving. I was a technician. Oh, you were an engineer. Yeah, totally. Yes. Of the body, of the yes. space, of the point shoes. I didn't ever think of myself as an artist. Are, is, ball- is ballet artistic? Uh, yeah. Oh my God. Yes, I am so passionate about it. And I see that now. And I was an artist, but that's just never been something in my, in the, in the front of my mind. So I think going into the future, I have this powerful word to add to my stew, which is like creativity. I'm a creative person. You know, I hope that that even expands into more. Like, sure, I have a cool rhythm now of You know, I've got my professional lady circle. I've got my absolute ballet diehard fan nerd circle. But I want to add more. And I think now that I feel like a creative person it's not just one creative outlet I it was baby steps you know it was like okay my creative outlet will be going to ballet class expressing myself with the music because that just like gives me chills even thinking about it that is my soul right there but there's other ways to express as well. And I am, like you said, I haven't been called a writer in forever, like a writing human being. I'm trying to bring that back into my life now too. And I really like want a third career as a novelist to just really do.
0: Okay, I want to I read that book already. Sign me up because Haley, I remember. No, just the way that, I, that you always have had this kind of hilariously dark sense of humor <laughs> that you've held inside of hard times hard things but there's been humor to it there's been a, a way that it kind of just there's like an engine like this the edge that you have that maybe does feel more comfortable in new york than in boulder but uh-huh. yeah <laughs> I, I love how uh, when we were talking pre-show you talked about being a transplant and from Boulder to New York. And you said, you said something about how Boulder felt to you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Boulder was, um, I was, yeah, I was the organ that was rejected from the body. (laughs) Just even (laughs) that compatible.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It was not compatible. And just the way that you put, you put the body and language humor and creativity together. That's it to me. That's everything. And that's where I yeah. spark to humans who who have that capacity. It doesn't have to you're you're quick fire, you're rapid fire. Similar mm-hmm. to somebody else I know. Yeah, um, where but, I, get that from? I don't know. Maybe you'll learn from <laughs> me, kid. But I don't but I don't think so. I think that was always that was always in you and I'm we can all operate in different tempos, but I think it's from that space of what are you curious about? And you talked about curiosity yeah. and creativity and, and, and that's the stuff, right? Like that's the, that's the, the, um, the really good stuff that, that turns out the next yeah. and the new and the not normal. And yeah. And thank goodness yeah. for that.
1: Totally. You have gotta have, I mean, you box yourself in when you're not curious and I think you add more circles to your now-growing Venn diagram when you're curious about stuff and you expand who you are, and it's that's just life. Uh-oh, the existential crisis is coming. I think that's just life. <laughs> Do you see that the dark cloud just but came I, I
0: didn't see a dark cloud, actually. I didn't see crisis. I saw, like, okay. wonder. I saw that there's the sky kind of part a bit. Okay. Okay, that you good. just keep, yeah, like, what if it wasn't a crisis? What if it's just a curious
1: Right. Yeah. Because we're not really trying to solve anything. We're just trying to live and incorporate all these sides of ourselves and possibilities.
0: That's right. And so then that, see, Mm, I'm feeling so good talking to you, my friend. (laughs) Okay, I I have a question for you, though. This, are there ways that you and when you wish you would only...
1: It's the being present. Like, I can't, I'm sure every single person that you talk to will say this because I think the ending is really rich on large scale. Everything we just talked about. More more creativity, more skills, more vocations, more things and that, that celebrate different sides of yourself. So I think that, absolutely. But then like day-to-day, oh, we all just get so mad at ourselves for picking up the phone and going on Instagram where ironically I work. Like I'm aware, I'm aware. <laughs> it's just so frustrating that our attention, the attention economy is, is just really frustrating. And I know that's a very generic answer. I'm sure that everybody you talk to says that, but that's one reason though I love going to ballet class. Never, ever am I so present. Music again—the problem-solving, the placement, the oh, the pelvic floor. Okay, the rotator. Okay, the shoulder. That's just like everything. It's so hard. It's just so complicated that it helps me focus. Because just I rarely get that outside in my life just every day you know and part of it is like maybe even the the dark side or the downside to curiosity is like a typical like chaos moment for me where I should be oring or should be onlying rather than anding is I'm like sitting at my computer like should kind of be paying attention to this meeting or maybe should kind of be doing like a single track task elsewhere and then i'm like oh you know what i could do wait i'm gonna look up this i have an idea wait what if i did that okay i have another idea okay maybe later we're gonna do this okay and then next thing you know i've like bought tickets to the cursed child on broadway which did happen i saw that last night Yeah. It doesn't always end me up in a bad place. I will say that because I like to do things and I like to experience things. And sometimes you just can't contain that moment of um, inspiration that may hit whenever. So it's like, oh, it's still just like, I annoy myself with it. And I wish we could all find more focus, even like going to shows. Yeah. I'm so passionate about, Taking that time to go see it, and there, there have been some lately where I'm like, "Wow, I just missed her whole little variation." I came all the way to Lincoln.
0: Another (sighs) story on top of what you were seeing—that palimpsest that can happen in live performance or live time.
1: Yeah, and maybe even a bad one too. Like thinking about a tough. Meeting I had today at work or something. And I was like, ah, but why she just landed like so many turns and I think I missed it. Ugh. So I need to. I need to meditate.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I. I also see that there are those moving meditations, right? I think taking classes, one of them for me teaching, drops me into my presence. Uh, recently, I've been biking to work, and I was telling producer Tim that leaving my phone in a bag away from my human body. Is just the best gift and just riding a bike to work instead of making five phone calls. Yeah. So as much as I'm a fan of the end, it's real to, to yeah, only it can feel very, very
1: overwhelming. Yeah,
0: Yeah. it can. I, I do like your, your image of it from this meta perspective, this larger perspective from like the way that we're thinking about um, work or maybe a, a new special sauce. Then we want to be ending. And, but yeah. when can we be where we are? Okay, now we're uh-huh. gonna do the we're gonna do a thing. We're gonna do a thing. We're gonna okay. do the quick and dirty, and it has to be quick, but it doesn't have to be dirty. Are you ready? I need you to give me the first five words that come into your mind that have and in them.
1: Okay. Um, why rock and
0: roll? What? Well, you said rock and roll, so it had and in it. Okay. I know, but why? <laughs> this is this is just a thing. This is go.
1: Top and bottom, left and right good and bad up and down it's all directional it's facial
0: okay i love it i love it this is so not how... no i love it i love it Special. okay now to, to rock and roll give me the name of a band or some names of bands that have and in them
1: um
0: <laughs> i'm seeing one of them tonight at red rocks
1: you are <laughs> what is it iron and wine Iron and wine. I, I just wanted a. I just wanted a hint. <laughs> There's one. Iron and wine. There's a hint.
0: Okay, now now oh. you give me one.
1: Oh my god. Um. Uh. And. Oh, Christine and the Queens, my favorite.
0: Boom. Boom.
1: Absolute favorite.
0: That was not quick or dirty. Next one's got to be faster. Nope. Okay, we're okay. going. We're going into the ending wardrobe. Sure. Okay, you're putting on an outfit. You're gonna wear mmm and mmm. What are you wearing?
1: Oh my god! I'm gonna wear shorts and
0: heels. Yes, Queen. Okay, um, I want to know about foods or beverage combos. Food or beverage combos that you create that are specific yeah. to you know in the in the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup invention slash world. Erica with the gummy bears and Chardonnay. How does Haley eat her ants? Oh.
1: Oh my God, gummy bears and Chardonnay is good. Um, I think it is. I hate cooking.
0: Did I have? Did I say <laughs> cooking? I said gummy bears and Chardonnay. Where green is a fruit.
1: Um, um,
0: uh, uh, think of ordering. Don't think of cooking. Think of ordering. You're a New Yorker. What do ordering. you get? Yeah.
1: well i think french fries and beer because i have a bro streak
0: (laughs) i love a bro streak and i like french fries and anything
1: yeah agree yeah i think they pair with everything give me something they don't and with
0: try it listeners at home right now even (laughs) a try to imagine a world that doesn't pair with french fries Nobody can yeah, do it. Sure no. Yeah, they can. They can write to Tim, the producer, if they think of something. Okay, great. Tim will take I'm those so calls. Good. Okay. <laughs> okay, I've got. Um, Are there other anders or anding that inspires you? Like I think about Loie Fuller being a chemist and the way she created fabric and light that was luminescent and transformed the dance field. For you, are there folks that you're working with or that you see around you or in the ballet that are anding in ways that really get you excited?
1: Mm, You know, I think it's been a lot of my friends, actually. It's been, uh, I find the inspiration there. I like to look at, how they spend their free time. I've been quote free time because it's not, you have to segment your time, but it's not actually segmented like that as deep in your soul. So I've just been really, really inspired by people who in my, in my life work, grind, whatever you want to call it in New York. And then they are writing, they are painting, they are Doing writing poetry, it's really cool. It that I look to my close community actually to be like, Oh. Yeah. You all
0: can you we contain multitudes. Yes, there you are, universe. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's just inspired me a lot lately. I love it. Yeah.
0: Especially when you're surrounded by stars and then when you get to see them actually as a full bodied constellation. It's really it's a gift.
1: Yeah, I have one friend in particular. She works at she. I mean, she works as like an accountant. She's also just graduated from NYU with her MFA in playwriting. And I'm like, how are you? She always sends me her plays to write. I'm like, that's genius. Hmm. And you can like crunch a spreadsheet.
0: Yeah. Damn, that's inspiring. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It is. That's the best. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up here with a closing question. Yes, I'm thinking about proverbial advice. Now that we're turning and into a verb, we're going to get into this proverb space of the proverbial advice, the Irish blessing, the and I hope the road rises to meet you, or like the last thing you would say if you were a graduation speaker at the end of the litany and read more poetry or and wear more sunscreen. What would your blessing be?
1: It's something like yes and yes and when an idea comes up yes and be a yes and person try being a yes and person
0: the ampersand is written and produced by me erica randall and tim grassley if there are folks you'd like to hear from on the ampersand, do please email us at colorado.edu. Our theme music was composed and performed by Nelson Walker, a CU Boulder alum, brilliant cellist, composer, and a fantastic dancer. Episodes are recorded at Interplay Studios in Boulder, Colorado. I'm Erica Randall, and this is the ampersand.